Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. You have such a fucking radio voice, Chris. I'm jealous. <laughs> Can you just talk more? I want to listen. <laughs> I do. I'd listen. I'd listen. I'd listen to you just for funsies. That motherfucker could read the phone book and I'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> Popper to the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is Popper to the People. I am Nate. With me is Peter. Hello. Chris Version 2. Hello again. And special guest Chris Version 1. Hi. So how's everyone doing tonight? Not bad. Slightly annoyed that we need to redo this whole introduction because if you listen to your flowery little ringtone. Quiet, Peter. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Chris's? Most excellent. Doing pretty well. That's good. Apparently, I don't know how to quit this show. Apparently. <laughs> uh, well, what it, uh, I started doing F&M again at our new store here in St. Cloud. How'd that go? Um, actually, enjoyable. Uh, I did a draft, and uh, I gave up top four to, be a, to a beginner. Um, wow, you suck. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. She uh, She plays with a lot of competitive players. So they, she's just kind of learning the game yet, and uh, she uh, doesn't really understand some of the stuff yet. So she's still learning. And uh, we had an instance in the first game where uh, she had my stuff locked down. We were drafting M14. She had my stuff locked down, and all she needed to do was swing in with her two one ones to win. But she wanted to go and lock my creatures down again, and it would only dealt me one damage. And I had would give me more time to win. So I pretty much, I, I told her, I, I'm like, just stop. Just, uh, I, I, I showed her what my, the situation was. And I'm like, take that back and just swing with both creatures. And I'm like, trust me, don't worry about it. And she's like, okay. I'm like, okay, next game. And then I, uh, played her the second game and won that one. And then the third game went to the bitter end and she, she won me straight up. She beat me straight up. So you're nice. You're nice. I'm cutthroat in real life magic. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess it just comes from uh, my like I used to be a competitive player, but I, I since quit being competitive about playing, and it's more for me just casual now. And I guess I have a tendency to play with lots of younger players and teaching them them the game and stuff. So when every time I come across a beginner a beginner like that, I have a tendency to just slow down play and kind of help them out. So. Which for me it really didn't matter anyway. My 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 pulls for the draft that night were really really good. That my first pull was a foil mythic rare that's like seventeen dollars. The foil mythic demon, the shadow something demon, it's like a five drop. Yeah, shadowborn demon. That yeah, guy's really good. That guy's actually really good in limited too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I pulled a foil one. Second pack I opened was a mythic red dragon. Uh, the one that uh. Scourge of Volka? Yep. Scourge of Volka, yeah. I pulled that. And then my th- third pack I pulled was a Colonium Behemoth. 
Colonian Hydra. Or, yeah, Colonian Hydra. Sorry. Yeah, Colonian Hydra. So I really didn't. It really didn't bug me all that much to like not make top four. <laughs> With those pulls, it should have bugged you. No, didn't. Not really. I, I drafted a Rakdos deck that was pretty good. Um, it's just, eh, I, I, I really wasn't really too concerned about it. I just, I'm just getting back into the swing of things and wanted to start drafting and all that stuff. And, eh, it doesn't bug me that yeah. much. It was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun that night. One of the things that uh, Magic Online has taught me is to become much, much better than the real-life scene. So every time I go to a pre-release, I just crush it. I will, like, top four out of... 70 people in a pre-release every single time and I've done it yeah. for I've done it for uh, Return to Ravnica, Gate Crash, Dragon's Maze and most recently M14. Yeah. <laughs> so I have all these real life cards that I'm never going to use cuz I only play Magic online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have but I have like I don't know 50 or 60 packs worth of cards. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, it's just I don't know. I guess for me it's just I just like drafting and you know, like next time around when I play, if I play her again, I might, I'll probably you know play play more more cutthroat against her. But shit, I figured I just I just put it out there and help her out a little bit. No big deal. So, yeah. but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, what else? We had our EDH league. We started our EDH league at Sneak Attack Games, which that was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I worked all weekend. <laughs> But I have a, cool. I have an insanely big, uh, lots of time off this week. I work one day all week, so I'm fine with that. Nice. <laughs> so. You schmuck. <laughs> hey, I worked all but one day last week, so I worked a six-day week. <laughs> so. And you expect me to feel sympathetic for you? Well, I know. My job at the hotel is really freaking easy, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, getting ready to, uh, do the gathering tournament on Tuesday night, and I'm going to be streaming it, and I'm set to stream. Do you so, actually have everything set up properly so you don't realize halfway through your streaming that you're not actually streaming? Yep, everything's okay. set properly. We're good. So, Ooh. I'm gonna be doing, uh, playing Mono Black, Belts as Mono Black Rats deck in the Gathering, uh, Classic Tuesdays event. So, if anyone wants to watch that, it'll be 10 o'clock uh, Central Time. Morning or evening? Uh, PM, 10 PM. So, I'll be doing that, and uh, I've already been bugged by uh, by somebody on MTGO Strat because saying that, that, hinting that they wanted to wanted a copy of it for uh, MTGO Strat. So, yeah, but yeah, that's about all I've been up to. But yeah, Popper. <laughs> we have big news. Uh, as a lot of people know, uh, Temple Fisher and Cloud Post come October 2nd. My birthday. That's an awesome birthday present. Uh, Temple Fisher and Cloud Post are banned. No more annoying decks. <laughs> so. Well, that factor will never disappear, but. Yeah. Two of the big decks are going away. Yep. Two of the big decks are going away, and. Should be interesting to see what comes up out of that. So it's pretty mixed. There's a lot of people that don't like it. There's a lot of people that agree with it. So it's kind of fifty-fifty. What's the what's the main um, argument for the people who dislike the banning? Uh, that combo decks and control decks are gone. That's that's what I heard. But I what it, 
I can quote some of the stuff I put on on, on our. Uh, I posted the article on our Facebook page. We had some people commenting on it. The biggest argument that I hear people complaining about is uh, cloud post wasn't the problem. It was just fissure. Exactly. People are kind of angry because it takes away the big control deck from the format. Yeah, what it just means is that you're going to have a more fair uh, mana base that you have to adhere to for control decks. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get the big mana strategy. You can't have a turn three Moldrifter anymore. The interesting thing to be is mid-range decks disappeared from Poppet Forever just because they couldn't compete with Foe, so perhaps we'll get to see some of those come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm thinking that model black rats might make a comeback somewhere in some shape or form. Yeah, I mean, mon- the deck is good. <laughs> say model black control makes a huge comeback here because uh, they don't have very- to worry. They don't, they don't have first. to worry about a fissure, or rather, they don't have to worry about fissure anymore. So yeah. So yeah, I know uh, I know for a fact. Uh, my buddy James, uh, owner of a. Uh, Sneak Attack Games, he's happy because he hates the one deck he does, he despised playing his deck because he likes to play Mono Black Rats was, uh, was, um, Cloud Post. He despised that deck. He just really hated it. So. But I don't, I, but I think that's pretty much the way everybody feels about Cloud Post. They just don't like the deck, period, because it's just a really, really good control deck and they can just keep with Glimmer Post, it just makes it really, really difficult to do. Um, there is noting in the article that it was, the article was by Lauer or whatever. What's his name? Uh, Eric Eric Lauer, is it? Yeah, Eric Lauer. He did note that they did the similar bannings in Modern, and uh, the people just went to their lot. They said uh, the, Urza, or the Urza lands turned out strong enough. In that in the competitive modern format, I think the so, problem though is though we don't have we've gone this we've kind of had this kind of discussion yeah. before where we you need three pieces to make that mana engine start working yeah and we don't have any real efficient ways of searching stuff out minus uh what is it like reef and so and expedition, expedition map. map are the only two yeah and even then the one of the strongest points of cloud post not only was it a mana engine was the fact that it could keep itself alive with glimmer post yeah. And so without that, I don't think the Urzatron decks are going to do nearly as well as people are predicting. Yeah. Yeah, reading that article, I, if it were me, I would have almost just left the, well, hey, Urzatron worked in modern <laughs> part, of, part of it out yeah. of the equation. Because we've seen we've seen the Urzatron deck, and it can work, but it just doesn't have the efficiency. And I think that some people might take that the wrong way. Not that that's, you know, magic players taking things the wrong way, God forbid. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's just like, I don't think you needed to say that. <laughs> yeah. But, eh, we'll see what happens. I, there's always that one brewer that, that will try it, everything to make something work. So, I mean, and that's, that's part of the, and I think that's part of the, the popper format that is a, that'll, that attract a lot of people. The fact that they're, they're, depending on where the meta is, there's always somebody willing to try to think outside the box and make something work that, a lot of people say it shouldn't work. So, yeah, eventually. Yeah. I think what's going to be interesting is the first few weeks after the banning takes place, or maybe yeah. even the first couple of months, where, you know, all these people who, and I've heard from some people, it's like, fine, I'm just going to go play Legacy because I can still play Storm there. 
okay, um, fair enough. But for the people that do stick around with it, what do you think is going to be their go-to? Is it going to be, um, you know, the fairies deck? Is it going to be that Azorius Kitty deck that that Magic Gathering Strat was was telling me about? I mean, what do you think is going to be the one that kind of fills that gap right off the bat? I think if anything, Delver will right away, but. With the adding of uh, mono black being able to be mono black rats being able to play it again, one of uh, one of the decks that uh, Delver has a problem with is mono black rats. I mean, I've I've played mono black rats against a Delver deck, and if if you get your discard cards out, I mean, you can really take a take a Delver player to school and yeah, mono, uh, crush them. Monoblack control is always going to be really hard, especially if they side in uh, Kumbai Witches. Yeah. Because uh, those cards just single-hand, almost single-handedly beat Delver, and you combine that with, you know, a horde of uh, removal spells, then Delver's a really tough time keeping up with the two-for-ones of uh, Monoblack control after that. Yeah. Um, so. so you think Delver's going to fill the void, but with uh, oh. with Fissure gone, a lot of... Un- unplayable decks co- become playable. Things White like, Weenie comes back. <laughs> yeah, like White Weenie comes back, Trink Control comes back, uh, you know, Azorius Kitty is playable, and a lot of these like mid rangey type control decks are really tough matchups for Delver. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, well, you might see I someone think... pull at Dead Dogs again, even. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's highly possible. It's like, don't get me wrong, though. I mean, Delver always has these draws that you just can't beat, but. For the most part, yeah. these uh, you know Affinity and Stompy are going to take probably my my guess is those two decks are going to take the number two place. And Delver has really tough times with Affinity and Stompy. Yeah. Oh, if you mentioned Dead Dog, that holds a special play a special place in my heart. I love Dead Dog. Deck is so much fun to play. <laughs> I'm just so saying. I think that's a good I think that's a good point. I think realistically, you're going to start to see the decks that are people's kind of favorites that they just haven't been able to play because of Fissure yeah. and because of Post. Yeah. Your mono black controls. Your, you know, people going back to maybe playing Stompy or playing Affinity at a greater rate. So it's always really interesting before everything starts to settle again, just to try and see what happens. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, if uh, any of any of you listeners out there have anything you want to say about uh. Temple Fissure Cloud Post being banned, which I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to say. Um, light up the light up the boards on the forums and our Facebook page, and uh, see where it goes from there. Yep. <laughs> Might even have a Heroes of the Web out of it. <laughs> the day we pull a Heroes of the Web from our own forums is the day I cry. <laughs> I just think it's really interesting that when I started when I started the show, the ban list was cranial plating. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's come a long way, and I'm sure there are going to be people who would argue that that's a bad thing, that it should still just be cranial plating. But it's it's really just interesting to see that this ban list has effectively <laughs> quadrupled in size since then, <laughs> at least. I mean, it, it's it's just kind of a... I think it shows not only the increase in popularity of the format, but just the fact that... Whether it's, I, I mean, you know, if, if you follow on Twitter, you follow Alex Altman a lot, and he's really kind of been, um, and a bunch of other people as well, but it seems like he's always the one who's kind of on MTGO's case and, and Wizards of the Coast's case about, hey, people are talking about this, you know, this is something you should consider. And today when it happened, he was actually like, you know, on behalf of the Popper community, thank you. 
So it's just kind of really interesting to see not only are people coming to the format, but it seems like Wizards is listening at least a little yeah. bit. If not necessarily in the fact that you know new commons that can combat some of the problems we have, which you know the reasons there are reasons for that specifically limited, but them still trying to work within the the boundaries they set for themselves to at least try and make it a format that isn't utterly you know dominated or stagnant. Yeah, and it's also important to note that uh, I mean when with Tempra Fisher and Cloud Post around. Look how many uh, Brew of the Months we did where you just ignored Classic altogether because there was really no point yeah. to try to do anything because the the it was so the meta was so locked into those two decks that, you know, what's the point of even trying to think outside the box because it, it, it Temporal Fissure and Cloud Post just are so successful over everything in the field, that's on the field anyway, you know? Yeah. So. But hey, speaking of standard popper, yes, we got an influx of cards coming. Yes, out. we do. Theros set review. Uh, if you want to follow us along, Gathering Magic does have everything up to date. I looked; they have have everything up to date, so all the cards are there, so you can filter through that. Now we're just gonna follow the color wheel, and uh, we're gonna start with white, and we're gonna put it over to Chris. Chris version one. <laughs> It's easier. You start calling me obsolete, Chris, or something, <laughs> no. because I, I feel like I don't like the fact that the regular host is kind of being called the 2.0 of it. <laughs> I'm the upgrade. I feel man. Like you should... Just upgrade. Okay, well, if we keep it in that regard, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so up first is Battlewise Valor. It's a white and a colorless instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Scry one. We're going to be talking Scry a lot, I can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your car. I'll let you talk first. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Mm. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, limited. I'm trying, I'm trying to be the optimist. It's a limited card, and it's not even a good limited card. It's a two mana combat trick. And yeah. Two, two mana combat tricks generally suck. But it replaces itself. Okay. It doesn't, though. It just lets you see the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calvary Pegasus. White and a colorless for a 1-1 Pegasus. Flying whenever Calvary Pegasus attacks. Each attacking human gains flying until end of turn. We've talked about this one before. It's... it's uh, white weenie gets worse. It's a trap. <laughs> it gets blown away. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Yep. So, next is Chosen by Heliod, white and a colorless for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. When Chosen by Heliod enters the battlefield, draw a card, enchanted creature gets plus zero, plus two. Limited fodder, in my opinion. Uh, it's It could be playing standard popper. Yeah, just because the draw. Even then, I'd, it's hard to say. If anything, uh, it's gonna fit. It's not going to fit in the junk enchantments deck, or whatever the enchantment deck's going to turn into. I think it's going to turn... To add blue to it now because I think they replaced another uh, hexproof creature. But it we, white wings gonna be where it's gonna see play if it sees any play at all. I don't think of anywhere else for it. Yeah. yeah. No, dog, put it on your sentinel sliver. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes really hard to block then. <laughs> yeah. Divine verdict: white and three colors for an instant. Detro- destroy it, target attacking or blocking creature. And we thought we were finally get rid of the damn thing and standard popper comes yeah, right back. It's back. It's 
that. Yeah, yeah. So if it you didn't get your, will be. So if you didn't get your, if you did get your divine verdict in the other sets, yeah. there's a reason why we replaced him with the last brew of the month for stand or for the blue white one at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a really slow, inefficient way of getting rid of a creature. Yeah, it is. So, Afara's Warden, white and three colorless for a human cleric. You can tap it to tap target creature with power three or less. Um, no? No. No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Especially by the time you would be playing it on turn four. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, God's Willing. Single white for an instant. Target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. Scry one. Uh, I guess kind of a... Apostle's Blessing alternative, but... Apostle's yeah. is better. So, yeah, Apostle's Blessing saw yeah. play in standard for a while, so at least return to Pupper, yeah, perhaps this will come back too. Yeah, it won't, it, won't see, it won't take the place of Apostle's Blessing in Classic because you're, you're willing to sacrifice the two life to pay the Phyrexian mana cost. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's actually really good because uh, if playing Stompy has taught me anything, it's that Vines of Basswood, I'm often using it just to prevent them from targeting my dude. Exactly. So uh, I think this is better than it looks. Okay. So you splash white and you're green stompy for this? No, I'm just oh. saying as a as a general rule for yeah, okay, yeah. Like white, white mini sluts and your beats could still make use of it though. Yeah, once you start thinking outside of the box with stuff like vines of vastwood, it really does. You know, you not when nine times out of ten you're playing it with the kicker cost, you kind of forget you can play it for one and it can come in handy. Yeah, yeah I say nine times out of so. ten I'm using vines of vastwood to counter their snap or something like that. In classic yeah. popper, I mean, this is. I think this is more like a standard popper card, but oh yeah, you know, yeah. Hopeful Eidolon, which is a single white for a one-one enchantment creature, spirit, bestow for a white and three colorless, lifelink, enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and gains lifelink. And I'm blanking. What was the what was the bestow mechanic? Uh, it uh, becomes when you when you pay the bestow cost, the creature be, the creature becomes an enchant creature, and when the creature that it's enchanting dies, it becomes a creature itself. So you play the bestow; it's an aura. When the creature that dies, yeah, the aura turns into a creature itself. So you don't get exactly two for one if you play the bestow cost. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, you don't. If you pay the bestow cost, you don't get any chance of getting two for one because. If they kill your creature in response, then you still get your, you know, creature. hopeful eidolon creature back. Yeah. So they can't kill your creature in response and make your hopeful eidolon fizzle. Yeah. Yeah. So a one one a one one lifelink for one is decent. Yeah. And yeah. where it becomes tricky is I'm trying to think of giving a creature you have plus one plus one and lifelink for four, and that seems. Really underwhelming. It seems underwhelming even at white and two colorless. If you were to try and find a way to make it work, yeah. a lot yeah. of the bestow stuff, especially at the common level, is high. Is expensive, and so for the most part, you're just gonna be playing them as creatures, and not really the bestow. It's gonna be it's a nice late game thing if you have the mana, but it's never gonna be your central plan is to play them as a bestow card. Yeah. Golly, it's almost like scavenge all over again. Kinda. Well, yeah. where this black, becomes... black green green. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So where this becomes useful is in the uh, in hexproof decks, oh, yeah. um, you know, because it it does two things in hexproof. One, it provides you with a desired effect, which is lifelink, and then two, it's also an extra creature, so you don't get blown out by devour flesh or diabolic edict or something like that. 
Yeah. So it's, it's doubly functional, and that's what you're paying for when you have to pay for the bestow cost. That, and if you really think about it, too, if you want to not splash black and you're drunk in champs, I can go bant. This takes the place of a vampiric, uh, what was it? Mark of the Vampire? Thank you. Yep. So, yeah, if you want to keep it to white and not have to splash black for that, you can still have your lifelink card. That's, that's actually a pretty good observation. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's actually not a bad call because, I mean, that's really in that, in that enchantments deck that you're really only playing black for the Mark of the Vampire and a few you can, removal spells, but. And a few removal spells, but yeah, you could actually do that and just go hexproof Celestia. Well, you'd probably be splashing blue too, because I think blue has Because yeah. we lost one green creature. Oh, that's right. That, that's right. I think blue gave us a new one at least. I can't remember. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I'll talk about the blue one. Up next is Lagana Band Elder. White and two colorless for a Centaur Advisor. 3 2. When he enters the battlefield, if you control an enchantment, you gain three life. So it's like Centaur mm-hmm. Healer. It's a Centaur Healer. <laughs> but it's a Centaur Healer, that, but it dies to shock. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh that's rough. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. and it's conditional life gain with uh, you know you have to control an enchantment. Which how often are you controlling an enchantment before turn three? Really. I see this. I see this in the limited deck you would want to draft yeah. with it as a late pick. Yeah, but I don't really see it in in Popper. Yeah. So, last breath is a white and a colorless for instant exile target creature with power two or less. Its controller gains four life. E. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got something with a big butt that you want to get out of the way, but it seems way too conditional to, to be an effective choice, I think. Yeah, you don't it's want to give your bad against the aggro deck so much. Four life's not hard, especially if you're playing the control deck, but yeah, it might be a sideboard for control decks to bring in against the uh, aggro decks, but I still think Celestial Purge is probably just the better choice to go. Yeah. Kind of bad. Leonin Snare Caster. White and a colorless for a Cat Soldier. 2-1. When Leon and Snarecaster enters the battlefield, you may tap target creature. I like it. I don't think this has a home. Azorius Arrestor is just straight up better. Yeah. Pretty much. And it definitely doesn't have a home in Classic either. I mean, it's not going to have a home... Yeah, it's... In standard... It's a neat concept, but there's no room for it. Yeah. Saying in standard pop, you've got the Azorius Arrestor, so... No need for this guy. I see... I kind of see this being a a card that it, someone might try utilizing because for like when I see that Leon on snare snarecaster, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, I I play a snarecaster and tap something, but yeah you play that white denizen and uh, play this guy and you can virtually you know get two taps on one spell, and then on top of that. You could always go next turn and play that core Skyfisher and bring this guy back and do it again. But yeah, it's a lot of mana to pull off. But you're talking yeah. relevance to standard or classic popper because there is no core Skyfisher in standard popper. Well, classic popper. If someone were to try that, but yeah, again, but yeah, I think that you're fighting too many too too many good cards in the two slot in the classic yep. weenie list, so. Yeah, classic white lean use of the list is two drops basically. Yeah. 
put it in my lol cats deck. <laughs> Pretty turn much. One step links, turn two Leon and Snarecaster. <laughs> Sick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tech. Turk. Observant Elseed. Uh, white two colorless for enchantment creature Nymph 2 2 with bestow of white and four colorless. Um, this seems worse than the other bestow one. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's still got the same drawbacks, the same pluses, but eh, yeah, it's not good. If you're looking <laughs> for a 2 2 for, with visions for two, I think, you, yeah, just stick with the Sentinel Sliver, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ray of Dissolution. White and two colorless for an instant. Destroy target enchantment. You gain three life. Uh, sideboard card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashland worked. Yep. Yeah. Scholar of Athreos. For a white and two colorless for a human cleric who's one four. Two and a black. Each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Really expensive ability. Yeah, but Horned Turtle with Upside? Yeah. How can, how can you argue with that? This is true. Yeah. yeah. Trying to think. Uh, Popper one... EDH deck. Yeah. Yeah, Popper EDH hands down. The blue, black, or the black white deck in standard is extort. Does extort really need this, or does extort already function well enough without it? Uh, it it's a late game mana sink. It's fine. Yeah, it'll get you there at the end once, once you uh, run out of stuff to extort. Especially if it does have big enough. Oh, go ahead. No, you make a good point, because other thing, too, is uh, Extort's losing a lot of its uh, removal, which is what it extorted off of most of the time, was just light, they extort creatures, and just start killing everything, extort, removal, yep. leeching life. So, yeah, like you said, a Horned Turtle with a Mana Sink ability for late game, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to... I think he goes in the deck probably as a two or a three of yeah. in that deck. That's a solid choice. With him and, yeah, Basilica Guards, they can hold on the fort all dang day. Yep. Especially since we're moving the one, uh, or we lost the one burn spell that destroys four toughness creatures or less. So yeah, brimstone yeah. volley's gone. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, that card's gone. <laughs> nice. All right, so Satessan Battle Priest, white and colorless for a one-three human cleric with heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Satessan Battle Priest, you gain two life. It's another trap, I think. <laughs> yeah. Heroic yeah. in itself seems like a trap, but that's just me. Uh, that's not just you. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> On the same page there. So, Satessan Griffin, <laughs> following in the tradition of overpriced Griffins, <laughs> white and four colorless for a 3-2 with flying, and for two green-green, gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Activate this ability only once each turn. <laughs> This is a late pick, fill out your deck yeah. card. Uh, actually, this is a pretty this is a pretty middling pick, limited card, I think. Eh. Yeah, it's, it's pick but. fourteen. It's this if it was this or the land. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone still pauses. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is the land foil? <laughs> And foil. How about this? No, the land's not foil, but the griffin is. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they'll misread it when I play it on because the surface is so shiny. Sure, grab that. Anyways, next card. <laughs> Silent Artisan. White, white, and three colorless for a 3-5 vanilla giant. 
It is no paladin. Skip it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Next card. Traveling Philosopher. White and a colorless for a 2-2 vanilla human advisor. Nope. Mm, bears. Yeah. <laughs> Next card. It's the new definition of hate bear. <laughs> Doesn't do anything for you. Wingsteed Rider. White, white, colorless for a flying 2-2 human knight. Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Wingsteed Rider, put a plus one, plus one counter on Wingsteed Rider. This is a heroic guy I can see playing. Build a bigger guy, yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the white-black deck, and I wonder if you could do, instead of going the extort route, because you've got Blood Baron and stuff like that, just type of stuff where you're either sacking creatures to make your own creatures bigger or playing spells that make, you know, just adding a bunch of tokens. The the problem is it only targets him. Yeah. You yeah. have to cast it, too. And the only thing I can think of that white, off the top of my head, that white uses to enchanted stuff anymore, or target stuff, stuff and more through enchantments, and that's Ethereal Armor, because Bonds of Faith is gone, because that was the other card I thought of. Like, he's not a bad Bonds of Faith target, but, yeah, again. For the next couple of months... The one no, actually, he's gone. Ooh. Yeah, bonds of faith is gone as well. Uh, the one, the one concept I can see is cipher cards, um, like yeah. like hidden strings. Hidden strings in particular is the one that works really well with the heroic effects. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit in blue. But... Mm-hmm. I guess it's not a. I don't know. I guess. It's hard to say, like, it's, it might work if you're playing, like, yeah, that white-blue control deck, and then you just lock down the board and go over the top of the evasive creature all dang day, but it's just not the same as using an old Seraph, but that's gone too, I suppose. Yeah, we get a, we get a Vigilance guy now. The Paladin, yeah. Yeah. Alright, and the last white card is Yoked Ox. For a single white, you get a 0-4, so they made Battle Cattle worse. It's a body. Hold the four yeah. apparently. Why don't they make these guys defenders? Yeah, really. You never know, you might pull that late game enchantment and go, well, I guess I could go on the offensive with him. Yeah, I guess I could play this heroic guy and give him plus two, plus two, and vigilance. <laughs> it only cost me seven yeah. mana to do it. You know, I'm not impressed with white, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty underwhelming. It's got, what, God's Willing, Last Breath, if you're looking for a sideboard card, maybe, in Rays of Dissolution? Yeah. About it. And maybe the whole Everybody loves Lydian, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of right, bad. Let's move on to blue. All right, Chris. Oh, blue, blue, blue. So the first card in blue is uh, a Null, which is a blue, or an instant for one blue mana, counter target artifact or enchantment spell. Yeah. I like, I like it. it. It's a good card. It's a sideboard card, but... Uh, yeah, it is. It's good stuff. So... Well, let me see. We got... <clears throat> next card we have is uh, Aqueous, for- uh, Aqueous Form. It's an enchantment aura for one blue mana. Enchanted creature. Enchanted creature can't be blocked. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, scry one. <laughs> Why don't they just say I'm blockable? Um... 
because I think there was I read an article on this and like they're trying to not keyword unblockable. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I guess that's sort of confusing. Like especially when you have creatures that say something like to the effect of like blah 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 can block ninety nine creatures. Yeah. And, you know, so I think just saying enchant creature cannot be blocked, period, end of story. There's no exceptional conditions here. That I way it doesn't suppose. confuse me players. Uh no, I don't like this guy. Mm-mm. Too big. Like, cast yeah. and cast is ridiculous. Yeah, I think I'd much rather have like a curiosity or something like that. Most of my blue creatures can't be blocked anyway, so. Yeah, your say blue flyers is probably the deck that's kind of blue flyers is actually almost back too if you look at the creatures they gave us, but not entirely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on, we have a a the biggest hexproof creature in Popper, Benthic Giant for five and a blue. He is a four five hexproof. That dude is huge on its own before you even enchant him. Yeah. But is he worth the six? It's hexproof. Mm. And it's a four, as I say, the biggest creatures in standard pop for the longest time was a four four and like a ogre jailbreaker. And, uh, what was the other four four? I can't even think of one right now. But no, he pulls away every four toughness creature and nothing hits, kills him in combat before enchantments make him bigger and he's, he's ten times more terrifying. Yeah, I suppose. Only I could ramp him out with something like Cloud Post. <laughs> one day, Chris. One day. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's a big dude, and he's going to be like a prime target for things like the uh, lifelink bestow guy, because you already have the mana. The mana, and if you have a four, a five six lifelinker, it's pretty hard to lose that game. Yeah, too much. <laughs> but by the same token, look at classic popper. If this is your win strategy, Stompy's already killed you. Affinity's already killed you. Yeah. It, it, yep. That's the concern I would have with it. Yeah, but, I'd say it's thing got is no home too, in classic. No home in classic, but in standard, it's like I said, the enchantment stack's probably going to change and shift more towards blue here because they lost, uh, what was it? Primal Hunt Beast. We still have Rebel Deck Rhino. We now have, a uh, Glade Cover Scout. So we have, a, so we still have our three main targets. So chances are we're going to wanted to throw like Ethereal Armor and the new white encha- lifelink enchantment on either Glade Cover or Rollback Rhino, but if the game goes late enough, this guy can go down there, you don't even need to enchant him, he can still be a threat that your opponent can't deal with. Yeah. And trust me, if they got the lifelink, games will probably go on long enough anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. standard popper games last a little bit longer. Alright. Uh, next we have uh, Breaching Hippocamp. He's a creature horsefish. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse fish. Four, three and a... Never you can control yourself. For three and a blue, you have a flash, a three, two. When Breaching Hippocamp enters the battlefield, untap another target creature you control. So I like this card because uh, it's like a super surprise thing. can just catch people off guard. Uh, you know, you're attacking with your um, big flyers, and then you untap, like, let's say, Nephilia Sea Kite or something. You can flash this dude in and untap and just get them in the next combat. Yeah. Oh, I know this guy's nickname Sea Biscuit. <laughs> you get God. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. It's interesting. I mean, 
four for a three two with flash that you know you can swing for the team, you can set your opponent up to swing in with everything, flash him in and you know untap someone else and, and do some major blocking damage. I see the potential with him. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> sea biscuit. <laughs> sea biscuit. God. <laughs> Next card we have is uh Coastline Chimera. Three and a blue for a creature Chimera. Flying and you can pay one and a white. Coastline Chimera can block an additional creature this turn. And he's a one five, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, not really impressive. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No. Moving along. Crackling Triton for two and a blue. You got a two three. Passes the vanilla test for a creature Merfolk Wizard. <clears throat> and you can pay two and a blue to sacrifice Crackling Triton. Crackling Triton deals two damage to target creature or player. And that's two and a red. For a shock. Not bad. No, that's bad. You have to sack him. You only get one shot with it. He's versatile. Yeah. yeah. So we're, like, we're like this guy's, uh, yeah, blue reds type, like, decks, and he's just a decent finisher, right? You swing in with the team, and then you can just sack this dude and kill them. There you yeah. go. I can see him getting used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's nifty. Uh, next card is Fate Foretold. One in a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, whenever Fate Foretold enters the battlefield, draw a card. Whenever an enchanted creature dies, draw a card. Um, so this is like a cantrip. It's okay. I think it's actually probably the best of these cantrip enchantments. Yeah, you pay two, draw two cards. Yeah, sort of. You have to throw your creature under the bus, but... Yeah. It sort of makes, like, blocking for your opponent kind of tricky, too. They're like, I don't really want to block this dude, because then they get to draw a card. And then I lose the creature anyway. So, yeah, you can two-for-one them with this. It's not unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving along, we have Grip Tide, three and a blue for an instant. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Uh, reprint. Another this is one. A, this is a reprint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is possibly like the most frustrating thing you can do or have done it to you in Magic. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or the bottom of your library, one of the two. Most one you deny their I'll products. I say uh, it. Whenever I have like time I've played against me limited, I'm like, God, I hate you so much right now. Because like you have to replay the creature. You lost a draw step. Draw step. You don't get to. You know, you have to replay the same crappy creature that wasn't doing anything. So, yeah. <laughs> really, I don't. They lose all the auras that were on it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually like this card a lot, especially like standard popper now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be really one or two of, so there's at least gonna be two for, I don't know which deck, but two of which seems to be right in one of the decks. Yeah. Next card we have is Lost in the Labyrinth. It's an instant target creature gets minus three, minus zero until end of turn, scry one. I don't like it. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda like that sensory deprivation. Yeah. Except it's, it's not an enchantment. <laughs> say sensory deprivation sticks there like a you know. Sticks, yeah. sticks around for the party. Yeah, that's not fun. I it, I actually went up against two of those the 
when I did that draft last Friday Night Magic, I I played a uh, played a singer vampire and had two of those things thrown on my creature because I I amped it up with dark favor, so I had two sensory deprivations yeah. from the vampire. It was painful. <laughs> it was not fun. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of reprints, Mnemonic Wall gets a reprint. It's uh, four and a blue for a creature wall. When it's a defender, when Mnemonic Wall enters the battlefield, you may return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. This will be fun with Archaeomancer still being in standard policy, yeah, guys. but you don't have Ghostly Flicker anymore. <laughs> yeah, for that at least. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't change the fact that it's a half-decent card. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like Mnemonic Wall actually better than Archaeomancer in the same... You know, in the decks, especially now with Flicker gone, with Ghost of Flicker gone and Standard Popper, because mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to attack through a zero four. You know, it's not so hard to attack through a one two. Pretty much, yeah. It's really, really hard to attack through a zero four. Yeah, and since this is going to control deck, they're going to need the removal or counter spell or basically whatever the heck they need just to screw your day up some more with back. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that didn't uh, sound bitter at all, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So our next creature, our next uh, card is Nimbus Nyad. It's an enchantment creature, Nymph. Bestow cost of four and a blue. Uh, flying enchanted creature has plus, gets plus two, plus two, and has flying. Um, yeah. Didn't we talk about flyers. this card? We talked about blue flyers last week. Yeah, mono blue flyers. So. Yeah. It's a 2-2 evasive creature, and if you need to, you can bestow it on something. Yeah. But chances are you're just going to be playing it for a 2-2 for Liar. Exactly. Uh, I don't think so. I think actually this creature is more going to be paid for its bestow cost to break up board stalls. Hmm. Turn something to a 4-4 flyer, or a 3-3 flyer. Yeah. It's not bad. Turn something into a bigger flyer. And then um, you know they have, to, they have to double block it, and then you get the 2-2 back. Yep. That's not bad at all. So, yeah, this is... I think this is probably the best of the uh, bestow at dudes. common level. <laughs> yeah, at common level. All right. So uh, next we have my personal favorite, Omen Speaker. He is uh, one in a blue for a one three. When Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, scry two. Pretty OP. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty OP. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, it's basically it's almost a Seagate Oracle. You just don't get to keep the cards. Yeah. You do get to sort goes up to what's on top and what's on bottom now. Yeah. Uh I mean a one three coming down against you in in Popper, that's that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Turn two. Not to mention he's also getting to organize his library a little bit. Yeah, that's that's difficult. That's pretty that's a pretty good card. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's Scry's two too, and Scrying two is way more relevant than the Scry ones that we've seen before. In this uh, thing here, in this Theros review so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right. Uh, next we have Prescient Chimera, and it's a creature Chimera for three blue blue. Uh, flying, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, scry one. He's a three four flyer. I like this card. I mean, I don't like the casting cost, but <laughs> I mean. Being in a control deck when you're playing Lost to Instance and Sorceries, being able to go one deep and decide whether or not you want to keep it on top of your library or not, it's not bad. Yeah. 
Is there going to be a way to kill this guy in standard popper easily with the four toughness? No. Barely predation. Okay. Yeah. Because that would that would be my thought is <clears throat> if there is a way to kill him easily, then he is going to be a target. But if there isn't an effective way to get rid of him, I can see the value. Yeah, and it's yeah, a three four flying body on top of uh, top of it. So yeah, this reason just right kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're running this guy and you're running the Archaeomancers and you're running the the mnemonic walls, he's you're scrying pretty efficiently with this. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know, kind of like it. Yeah, it's good. It'll definitely see a place. Just... Yep. Uh, so next we have Stymied Hopes. It is uh, one in blue for an instant counter-target spell unless its controller pays one. Scry one. Days with the scry. Uh, and not free. And not free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it not super. Yeah, so this is a more expensive force spike. And yeah. force spike is really only good in those super early turns. Yeah. So, yep. I don't really like this card. And you lot. shouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're in agreement there. <laughs> I mean, it actually gets better with a lot of scry effects. Because you can, you know, if it's not in your opening hand, then you can ship it to the bottom of your library when you scry. Um, so, I mean, it's not bad. It's not as bad as it as it looks. I think. I think I'd rather just stick with either the negate or uh, essence scatter, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have mana leak. Well, they were, yeah, we know, yeah, I'd rather have mana leak too. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. Wizard said no. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so next we have Thassa's Bounty. Thassa's Bounty? It's a sorcery for five and a blue. Wow, it's expensive. Draw three cards. Target player puts the top three cards of his or library into his or her graveyard. It's no pilfered plans. No. It's, it's no amass the components, no pilfered plans, no anything really. It's, it's a really expensive for a draw three cards effect, but drawing three cards is really powerful effect. So yeah, I mean the only thing I could think of is maybe trying to find some way to work again with Mnemonic Wall and Archaeomancer, where if you draw the three cards and then you put three cards into your graveyard, and you've got the tools at your disposal to play something that lets you return an instant or a sorcery from your graveyard to your hand, but that just seems really cute in my opinion and not yeah. actually a worthwhile thing. I say it actually it combos pretty well with like Goblin Electromancer. We still have that, so yeah, yeah. Goblin Electromancer to making this thing really cheap is can be really powerful. And like I said, well, if you draw three cards in a uh, red blue type control deck and you don't just straight win that game, I think you're doing something wrong. Yeah, on top of that though, it's, it's target player puts top three cards in his or library and his or graveyard. Exactly. So you can draw three cards and mill your opponent for three. Which I find kind of funny after they, if, especially if they just got done scrying and they really liked what was, what was on top of their library. Yeah. <laughs> so so this, this can be more relevant. I think this is the card that replaces Amass the Components. So. Yeah. You don't get to say Amass the Components. Uh, sorry. I don't, I don't do funny voices. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll leave the funny voices to you, Chris. You guys are like, this is why he's not on the show every week anymore. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, next we have Triton Shore Thief. It's another merfolk. It's a creature merfolk rogue for a single blue mana. There's a one-two. 
Nah. Yeah. Adding to that. It's one adding, <laughs> adding to that lovely tradition of Bush League 1X single blue merfolks that don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. in a special club all the, all of their own. So this guy's not worth the card, basically. <laughs> Uh, is he riding a horse fish? Because if he is, we can talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, he's not, in there? he's not even riding a horse fish. He's just... Damn it. Okay, no, he's worthless. He's worthless. He All works right. well on a rifle range, though. <laughs> Nate, uh, your fascination with shooting things scares me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just don't be a merfolk. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so I have to reload my screen. I had to click on the picture to make sure he wasn't actually riding a horse fish. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would feel rather stupid if he was riding a horse fish. Um, your whole argument would have been invalid. Yeah. <laughs> he said riding a horse fish? Oh, crap, he is. Well, I guess that means he deserves a slot, guys. Appreciate the art. Vaporkin. <laughs> uh, Come on. Yeah, we have Vaporkin. Uh, Welkin Turn makes it come back. Makes As it come you say, back. Oh, we have Welkin Turn? Yep. That, it's a functional welcome turn. Yep. The, the thing I always think about is Zendikar Limited and just how oppressive welcome turn was. Yeah. So, but as far okay. as... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I actually, I should read the card. One in a blue for creature elemental flying. Vapor can only block creatures with flying. 2-1. There we go. Covered it. <laughs> yep. Covered. Welcome turn used to be just a, a beating in limited Zendikar. And that might just be the role this one fills again because Welkin Turn came back with one of the core sets and he just kind of didn't really do anything. Yeah. He was in Mono Blue Flyers. Uh, so he was a staple in Mono Blue yeah. Flyers for sure. Because he's just aggressive as all hell. You play him down and start turning him sideways. He didn't care that he could only block Flyers. My my favorite thing to do with Welkin Turn was always when I was playing the Dimmer build, a Demir build, and just uh, like throwing Dark Favor on it and sending it out. When does when does 2013 rotate out? When Theros comes out. Yep. Yeah. When Theros okay. is released. Crap. Okay. So we, we couldn't have because that would be insane to have <laughs> four Vaporkin, four Welkin turns. Yeah. That would be an oppressive deck. That would be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But Welkin turn makes a comeback, so we can continue to see Mono Blue Flyers standard. Pretty problems. much. All right. Next we have Voyage's End for one and a blue. You get an instant. Return target creature to its owner's hand. Scry one. I want to say mm. it seems good, but I'm going to say it's not. Well, let's, what are we losing? Are we losing... Uh, we're losing uh, the card that you would normally use, the buyback. You mean flashback? Yeah, the flashback. We're losing flashback. Yeah, we're losing silent departure. You're losing unsummon. You're losing oh, that's unsummon. true. Losing mystery. Yeah, got- we're losing basically all of our bounce creatures. Yep. So this is kind of what we have to work with. Then. Uh, that or uh, Voidcaster. Disperse. The one four, whatever the heck he is. Void wielder. There we go. That yeah. dude. And disperse. Yep. So. Um, so my biggest question is: In standard popper, do you want this or do you want the disperse? Disperse is more versatile because you can return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. But this one, you get to scry one. And uh mono blue control deck scrying one is actually pretty powerful. It's hard to say because 
It depends what the metagame starts turning into. If there's more asset things you need to bounce and get rid of, then... Yeah, then disperse Yeah, disperse is the better way to go, but... If it's just creatures again? Okay, sure. Disperse is instant, correct? Yes. Okay, then, yeah, it... Disperse is... I'm still trying to go off disperse because Ethereal Armor is freaking everywhere. That's anything that's white and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many times you just see, like, oh, if you stall, uh, walled out against, like, White Weenie or uh, Boros or Schlesnia, they just have the one creature with uh, Ethereal Armor. They just swing with the one guy. So it starts a cute combat trick because it gets rid of the Ethereal Armor for, the ethereal armor for a turn and you let you kill out their creature. But, but that'd be it, yeah. probably. But then again, you just voice engine bounce it back anyway, so... Yeah. I don't know, then. Hard to say. <laughs> Uh, so that, there you go. And the last card that we have is Wave Crash Triton. We have another creature merfolk wizard, folks. It is a... Fish wizards. It is a 1-4 for 2 and a blue. But man, look at this heroic ability. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Wave Crash Triton, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its next untap step. Yeah, we talked about this last week with the hidden strings. It's kind of good. <laughs> Yeah. You know, for a fish, that dude is ripped. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. And he's a 1 4, which makes him harder to kill. So. Makes him impossible to kill in standard popper. Yeah. Um, and. Rook ability is really relevant for this guy. You know. Yeah. Getting a little mini Frost Titan is really good. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, pretty good. Uh, what do you think of the set as a whole for Blue? Uh, Blue got the hookup in Theros, I think. Definitely got the definitely got the uh, the lion's share of commons. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I would but... too. <clears throat> and I think that's yeah. A wizard seeing Blue hasn't been a really big contender in the meta in the standard meta game for like a year or two. Uh, so. Yeah, I think they decided to give Blue the hookup, especially with, like, Snapcaster rotating out. Oh, yeah, that guy... Uh, I keep forgetting how many cards are actually disappearing with this next rotation. There's lots of good cards disappearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Huh. Anyway, it's black. <laughs> That's you, black. Chris. Your color. All right. Up first is the Asphoto Wanderer, which is a single black for a skeleton soldier. 1-1, one, one, and for black and two colorless, you can regenerate your puny 1-1. One, one. <laughs> no. No. Nah, don't, don't, don't play this card. Ignore it. It doesn't exist. Well, it exists. That, unfortunately, you can't deny, but just don't do it. <laughs> Up next is Baleful Eidolon, which is a black and a colorless for a 1-1 one, one enchantment creature spirit. So he's got the old bestow on him. So for Bestow, which is black and four colorless, Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one, and has Death Touch. Again, it seems really expensive. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Death Touch, let's say. Death Touch is nice, but it's not worth the five. Mm-mm. Yeah. Any, any other? Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. it's just bad. I think, well, if you look at, like, all the colors we've gone through, they seem to do these five-drop bestows with the, one of the key abilities from that color. And then plus one, plus one. And plus one, plus one it. I mean, so it's kind of a, a trait that they put in this set. But uh, I think out of all of them we've seen far, so far, probably the best one is the 
The flying blue. one? Yeah, the blue one. So. So I wrote on Twitter that um, the horsefish is nicknamed Seabiscuit, and someone wrote back and said, only if we can call Curse of the Swine the Apocalypse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Outstanding. <laughs> anyway, uh, Blood Toll Harpy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Black and two colorless for a 2-1 flyer. When it enters the battlefield, each player loses one life. Fly and mega carrier, but more expensive. Yeah. <sighs> I still want to say no, though. It's a harpy, though. And? Harpies are cool. <laughs> Nate, now why are you saying that? <laughs> okay, okay, so... It seems it seems kind of cool when you first look at. It. Okay, cool. Not only am I getting a flyer, a two-one flyer, but I'm dinging my opponent when he comes into play. It's just I think I think there's better ways to do it. Yeah, there and is. I mean, would I pay black and a colorless for a two-one flyer? Yeah, I think I would. But would I pay an extra colorless mana for me and my opponent to lose a life? I don't think I would. No. So I think when you wrap it all up into the entire package, I think it's just... I, I just think it's subpar. Yeah. Not good. I'm going to have to agree. Okay. So, Boon of Erebos. For a black instant, target creature gets plus zero, plus two until end of turn. Regenerate it. You lose two life. Black doesn't do combat tricks, it blows shit up. Yeah. It's, it seems like a like a, a bad dark favor. Just at, don't. At instant <laughs> speed. <laughs> it's not dark favor though, because dark favor gives power, not toughness. I know, but I'm just saying, it's like it's like a really, really bad dark favor. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I would just talk about the tavern lampets. <laughs> yes. Get zero two until I turn regenerate lose two. I don't think there's anything that's really worth that. No. In my opinion. Because you can't even use as a blue shock. Because no matter what creature you target, you still lose the two life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cavern lampad, which is a black three colorless for a two two nymph. It's got bestow. For black and five colorless, you can give a creature plus two, plus two, and intimidate. Let me let me do you a favor. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. This is what black does poorly, in my opinion. Is you get some you. Black can have really effective enchantments. You know, dark favor is a good example of that. Where yes, it it gives it gives your creature a nice boost, but you're going to lose some life for it. And you hope that the the positive of your creature being bigger is going to make up for that, right? Yeah. But when it doesn't have that losing a couple of your own life to make it cost effective, you're stuck with stuff that costs this much. Yeah. And it's just not really that cost efficient to play it. No. Okay. Good job, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> disciple of <laughs> disciple of high five too. Yeah. This. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Disciple of Phoenix, or Phoenix, or Phoenix, depending on... Hooked on Disciple of Phoenix worked for me. Black, black, and two colorless for a 1-3 cleric. When Disciple of Phoenix enters the battlefield, target player reveals a number of cards from his or her library, from his or her hand, 
equal to your devotion to black. You choose one of them. That player discards that card. So you're guaranteed to at least see two. Yeah. Yeah. But that still seems steep. Okay, so look at let's look at it this way. I'm on a black discard deck. It costs four. It costs four. So if your opponent played one card a turn, you're not really gonna I mean it's not worth it in my opinion. No. Unless they're doing something crazy where they're keeping themselves with a full grip. And if they're keeping themselves with a full grip, they're gonna show you the weakest ones they have. Yeah. And if they if they aren't, they're either at a point where they're not drawing optimally, or, or you might get lucky and occasionally get something from them. It just seems like it's a really overcosted way to have a selective discard. Yeah, it yeah. is. Pretty bad. Okay. Felhide Minotaur. Black and two colorless for a 2-3 vanilla Minotaur. Yep, that's it. Just a Minotaur. That's... Yeah, it's no flavor for the it's, it's flavor it's theme for the set. So what do you want, man? It's a giant. It's a bull. It's a minotaur. Yeah. What do you want for black and two colorless? Yeah. I want a zombie. Uh, flesh mad steed. Black and a colorless for a creature horse. Two two. Whenever flesh mad, whenever another creature dies, tap flesh mad steed. Really? Yeah. You know what? You know, you know what makes you know what makes me so sad about this card. It's not a fish. Why can can they give us a blue horse fish and they can't give me a black horse bat? <laughs> a horse bat? Seriously? Oh my god! That would be awesome. You kidding me? Come on, seriously? Like, they give us a horse fish, but no horse bat? Come, come on! It's a ho- horse with bat wings that has life link. Yeah. Oh, vampiric, gosh. vampiric flesh mad steed. Yeah, creature horse bat vampire. It's it's a relative argument. Come on. Well, well, you know, if you really want to be flavorful with it, you could just put Mark of the Vampire on your flesh mad steed. It's still not a horse bat. Well, sorry, Vorthos. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I don't even know what to say so at this got- point, but <laughs> if I had to say anything, it's at least a bear, and if you're being aggressive, him getting tapped from stuff dies isn't such a big thing because you're going to be swinging with him every turn anyways, hopefully. Yeah. And if he taps when creatures are dying, it's usually meaning they're playing main spe- or main phase removal, which is not usually when people play removal anyways, so... Yeah. Yeah. Gray Merchant of Isfotal. Black, black, and three colorless for a 2-4 zombie. When he enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is equal to your devotion to black. You gain life equal to life loss this way. I like him. It seems it seems good, but it's really expensive. Yeah, five for two four. Ugh. You but think then by the... this way? By itself, it is the equivalent of a bloodhunter bat, where you trade in the flying for two more toughness. So in that regard, I can give it to that. Now you know. If you, as I was saying, he's coming down turn five or so, he's got two devotion to be black himself. If you're playing black, chances are you'll have one or two more creatures at least down, because other times he'll be using removal. So, assuming they each have one uh, black symbol in their mana cost each, you're getting four life off this 2-4. So when you think about going, I play this guy, you lose four, I gain four, I have a 2-4. That seems like a pretty yeah, I- solid deal. 
Yeah. I guess you could end the game with him, too. Yeah, you could. And as you saw, too, looking through a lot of the stuff, a lot of these black cards have multi-black symbols in them. Yeah. This is true. Okay, I'm, I'm, warming up. I'm warming up to them. I think if you've got a couple of them, you know, to use as an endgame alternative, you got your opponent down to... You're on turn six, you got your opponent down to five life. Or something of that nature. Yeah, maybe, potentially. Maybe. 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 Yeah. He's 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 brew worthy, I think. But do you know what doesn't have potential? Lash of the whip? Yes, for God. <sighs> why is this not just grasp of darkness again? Uh, yeah. Black and four colorless for an instant. Target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn. A super expensive grasp of darkness. Wow. It makes me sad. Yeah. Loathsome Catobalpus. <laughs> We're just going to bypass it. <laughs> I like oh it. I like it. <laughs> Black and five colorless for a 3-3 beast. And for a green and two colorless, Loathsome Catobalpus must be blocked this turn if able. When Loathsome Catobalpus dies, target creature and opponent controls gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. <sighs> I don't like him. Like That's it. expensive, gentlemen. So expensive. So, what this guy does is he uh, pitch burn devils. Like he's a he forces your opponent to pitch burn devils to make him a pitch burn devils, right? Basically, oh, yeah, yeah, but more costly. Yeah, it costs more <laughs> because you basically you force your opponent to do it. So, uh, yeah. and it's also it's also worth noting that it just says that he must be blocked. You don't get to choose who blocks. Who does it. the blocking? Yeah. Right, so they can throw an Elvish Mystic in front of it and be happy. Yeah. Thanks for taking one for the team, Mana Dork. <laughs> yeah. Mark of the Returned. Black and three colorless for a sorcery. Return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Paying four mana for two creatures. It's not morbid plunder. Unfortunately, yeah. losing our other graveyard recursion spells, so I don't know. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think so. <sighs> no. I think four mana is really, like, a lot of asking you to play this card. Yeah. It's asking you to pay four mana, it's asking you to have two creatures in the graveyard, and then it's asking you to be played at sorcery speed. So, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Farika's Cure. Black, black for an instant. Farika's Cure deals two damage to target creature, and you gain two Isn't life. this uh, just a... Soren's Thirst. Yeah, Soren's Thirst with a different name. <laughs> so... I like it. Sor- yeah, yeah Soren's, Thirst, Soren's Thirst is a really good card. Yeah, it is. And in all honesty, with standard, with everything rotating, it's probably one of our better black removal spells. Yeah. Doesn't kill the fatties, but... Still going to be an efficient two-mana removal. Yep. It's better than Lash of the Whip. Yeah. I think what, sure. what the other like big removal spell we have is what Quag Sickness. <laughs> That's bad. I'm just saying what we have to work with. Yeah. It's hey. it's not a whole lot, unfortunately. It isn't pretty. <laughs> Don't diss on Quag Sickness. I like Quag Sickness. It'll definitely kill we- something, but I just wish it was instant. Yeah. Yeah. But at least it well, sticks. So. That's the good thing. It sticks and it gets better as time yeah. goes on. Yeah. 
right. Read the... the <laughs> what? The, read the bones. Black and two colorless for a sorcery. Scry two, then draw two cards. You lose two life. I like this card. I don't know what I want to throw it in, but I want to try it out, because it seems really good. Yeah. Well, when Sign and Blood rotates out, and you need something that's Sign and Blood-ish. It's like they decided to take um, Preordain and Sign and Blood and make one card. It's kind of yeah. cool. It's kind of cool. So this saying. is even uh, say so this is even classic popper playable. So yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, it's slightly better than Sign of Blood, but it's slightly slower. So it is slower. The, the problem is uh, finding a deck where this fits in classic popper because the mono black deck, mono black control wants to do uh, chittering rats or crypt rats yep. or whatever on turn three, and yeah, combination of both. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. That that's just it. I mean. To to have the two drop slot because you're gonna have ravenous rats and you know mm, some sort like guess verdict or or you know diabolic edict or you know that type of nature and then in your three drop spot you've also got Liliana Spe- Specter and Phyrexian Rager yeah yeah you just don't want a really bloated you know three drop in your deck so. I mean, remains to be seen. You know, it, I can I can see where this will definitely be experimented with both in classic and standard popper, though for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. So, returned centaur for a black and three colorless. You get a two four zombie centaur, and when he enters the battlefield, target player puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. A two four for four isn't bad. In black, I don't, I don't think, um, and the addition of kind of milling your opponent just for a little bit extra. Mm. But and I'd rather play Ubalsar Gatekeepers here. Pretty much, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I think this is probably the first zombie centaur we've ever seen. Oh, oh cursed no. centaur. Yeah, cursed centaur was the first. Oh, was that earlier? Back in onslaught. Yeah. They haven't yes. done many zombie centaurs. No, they like their horses living for some reason. Yeah. yeah. So, know. you mentioned like the target player puts the top four cards of his library in mill effects, but in all reality, mill is dead without a repeatable source of mill. And we lose Curse of the Bloody Tomb, so your dreams and hopes of making a mill deck are just kaput. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we didn't get anything, record, did we? I have, I have no dreams of making a mill deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be the optimist. Well... Uh, Blue Black Mill was the only deck that I played in standard pop for this this past season. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to see Curse of the Bloody Tomb going away. So is the is the whole thing dead for it to be a zombie centaur? Or is it just like maybe the horse half is dead and the human part's still alive? Or how does that work? Oh no, it sounds like something you should bring up an MTG Salvation on the forums. I'm sure someone can give you an answer. Because I'm just wondering. I mean, it's like, and then you start to think about, you know, a horsefish. Is it like a murf, like like a centaur, but it's a merfolk instead of a human? I think so. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at the picture. Is that bestiality? <laughs> um, <coughs> Return phalanx, uh, black and a colorless for a three-three zombie soldier with defender, and for a 
blue and a colorless, he can attack this turn as though it didn't have defender. Uh, eh. So. Had me right until it costing a blue. Yeah. Um. A three three for two mana is really tough to beat through, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and if you lay it down turn two, you're really going to stall your opponent out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the upside, like the uh, making it able to attack, and it doesn't really attack well, though. I mean, we're already seeing a lot of four toughness things in this format, but yeah. pretty much. So I think where you want him is in a black control deck that just needs a defender on ground t- on turn two. Yeah. I can see that. But then you are playing all your removal spells in turn two, so do you really want to play this guy? And the answer is, I think you do. I think you still want to play this guy because it builds a board presence and you can save your removal spells for later. Yeah, he, creatures. He's he's also, if you're, if you're playing a little bit of aggro at this deck, if you're playing a Demir, he is a turn three, he is a three three attack, he is a turn three, three three attacker. You I think figure, if you're playing aggro, yeah. first off, Blue black does not do aggro. Yeah, yeah, if I know. You I'm are, just, you're I'm, not you're wanting to throw a creature out every turn. Yeah, but I mean, if attack. you're at worst case scenario, if you're in limited and you're playing Demir, you're thinking that what one first turn you play an island, second turn you play a swamp, and then you cast it, and then third turn you have nothing better to do, and you just tap and swing for three. Yeah, okay. we're a popper podcast. I'm just saying. Not a limited podcast. <laughs> I'm being optimist. I'm being optimistic. I know. I've made like a million limited references this show too. So, <laughs> scourge mark, black and a colorless for an enchantment or a enchant creature. When scourge mark enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus zero. I'm gonna say skip it. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't Next. do enough. Sip of Hemlock. Black, black, four colorless, a sorcery, destroy target creature. Its controller loses two life. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Viper's Kiss for a single black enchantment aura. Enchanted creature gets minus one, minus one. Its activated abilities can't be activated. I actually like this card. No. Sideboard. Sideboard. Uh, it's not even a sideboard. No. There's nothing in standard popper that has activated abilities other than mana darks, in which case it's just going to friggin' kill them. I'm, if you want an enchantment like this, stick with stab wound, because it'll kill, kill the player yeah. over time. I'm, I'm thinking more like black doesn't have many cards that have this creature's activated abilities can't be activated as effect. That's, that's, that's something that black doesn't normally do. Well, it's done fine without them, Nate. So, do you know why it doesn't have that? Because usually, it just straight up kills the crap out of them, so they don't need. Oh well, yeah, I know. Just saying. Yeah. Jeez. So activated abilities are going to be abilities where they tap the creature to yeah. do something. And yeah, there's really not a lot of those I'm worried about in standard or regular yeah. pop, regular popper even. Yeah. And this isn't going to stop the wavecraft Triton from triggering heroic either because no. of the trigger ability. So. Yeah. It's not going to stop extort either again because once again yep. triggers. So. Yeah. Moving on. That's it. Yep. Uh, what do you think of Black? Black got Read the Bones. That's a and thing. Yeah. The and Thoughtseize. And Thoughtseize, yeah. Well, yeah, thinking. they got Thoughtseize. Ah, uh, Cure. That's a good card. Yeah, the Soren's Thirst alternative. Yeah. 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 And I think Black is kind of... 
there might be a way to make some of this stuff work. Yeah. But I think it's going to it's going to involve testing it. It's going to involve kind of working with what's there after, you know, rotation to see kind of what's left. It's going to involve banging your head against the wall. Yep. <laughs> Basically. And not a horse bat among it. And not so. a horse bat among it. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> we're on to red. Um okay. Our first card is <laughs> our first card is a Crowan Crusader, one red mana. It has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Crowan Crusader, put a one-one red soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield. Um, I kind of like this card. Um, you're playing mainly in red. You're playing aggro. And uh, most likely in standard popper, you're gonna throw uh, probably I'd, I'd, like the top of my head. I can think of uh, madcap skills. Madcap skills. Um, Unfortunately, the other spell they use is a uh, rubbleback maka, and that's not actually a spell, so it doesn't get do anything. Yeah. So yeah, for your madcap skills needs, you'll get an extra body, but that's about it. I yeah, think. getting an extra body with madcap skills actually doesn't sound too bad to me, actually. Um. And uh, it uh, kind of does fit in building uh, building uh, bodies for battalion if you want to go that route. Battalion is not the greatest ability in the world, but uh, it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, that's actually pretty relevant. I wasn't even thinking about battalion when I was looking at this guy. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's what I was thinking. And like, I, it adds a body for your battalion, so you can go swing in next turn and pull off some battalion combat tricks. Yeah, and I mean, it also. Like, it enables a lot of the uh, enchantments. Like, the madcap skills makes it where you're not going to get two for one. Yeah. Because any anytime you target it, you're going to get the one one body. So, at the worst, oh, yeah. one, you'll get one for one. Yeah. So, it seems so. pretty good. It seems pretty interesting to me. Um, what do we got? Next card, we got Borderland Minotaur. Two colorless, two red. It's a 4 3 vanilla creature. Basically, just uh, going more in with the. the Theros theme. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a limited, limited card. Filler. Yeah. Uh, I say Marauding Mallhorn is an M14, and it's just pretty much strictly better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so now we've got Boulderfall, six mana, two red. Ouch. Yeah. Who likes that, the Bogart and Hellkite without the dragon? Yeah. <laughs> Boulderfall deals 5 damage Divide any way you choose among any number Of target creatures and, and or players Um I'm gonna say No Yeah Hey Nate what's the artist's last name <laughs> His last The artist's name is Horsley So it's standing I like it Anyway <laughs> Alright <laughs> Death Bellow Raider, one colorless, one red, a Minotaur Berserker. Death Bellow Raider attacks each turn if able, and it's a 2-3, and you can regenerate him for two colorless and one black. Hmm. No. I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. I do, too. You do? I do, too. He actually works well for the red aggressive deck because he's toughness is slightly yes. above the curve, and if you're playing red, you're going to be swinging in most of the time anyway, so that doesn't really matter. Oh, so you're not going to use the regenerate, you're thinking... Probably no, not. No, no, no. 
Okay. These are the types of guys where you actually don't even care to regenerate. You just want him to swing in two or three times, and he's done his thing. Okay, yeah, yeah in that sense, yeah, not a bad card then. I was thinking, I just saw the regenerate, and like, no. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit below the curve for Red right now, because Red has Gorehouse Chainwalker currently, but, yep. uh, you know, he's, a, he's got three toughness and makes up for it. It yeah. makes it a lot harder to just block. Yeah. Do we still have a Mog Flunkies, or is that rotating out? That's gonna be rotating out. Yeah. Oh, sad. <laughs> oh, well, at least we got this guy and something yes. else later on too. And then we have demolish another reprint. Uh, three colorless, one red. Destroy target artifact or land. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we have here. We got uh, one drop, uh, one red mana, dragon mantle. When dragon mantle enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature gains. Uh, enchanted creature gains tap uh, red mana. This creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Fire breathing. S- yeah, fire breathing. <laughs> so you get to draw a card, which in red is kind of helps. At least you're not discarding to draw the card. <laughs> this is actually pretty relevant. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the cost is right for. One yeah, it is. The cost is right. Cost is right, and if you know, like, um, in classic popper, I'm playing uh, mono black control a lot here recently, just in play testing it. And one of the things that makes the deck really tick and work really well is cycling lands. So, Dragon Mantle can even just work as a cycling thing to just filter through your deck and get more fuel. Yeah, and yep. the upside, it's got upside too. So, eh. you know, gaining fire breathing and making your Death Bell Raiders actually relevant when they attack. Because they have to into a two four, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. Um, it, oh, I, I like the name of this. I just want to say I love the name of this creature. <laughs> Ill-tempered Cyclops. Um, three colors, one red. Uh, three three trample creature that has five and a red for monstrosity three. Um, I think the monstrosity is way too high. But yeah. it is a 3-3 trample creature. Ill-tempered Cyclops? Yeah, I like the name. Ill-tempered Cyclops. I mean, that's like saying mildly discontent Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Next block, we're going to get it. Our next yeah. set. You just, you, the Wizards is like listening to the show and like, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> we need to get this guy on for naming cards. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's pretty cool. He's like a Robo Belt Maka with a uh, different sort of upside. Yeah, you can make he's, him bigger later. Yeah, so he's relevant later in the game. And how are you going to deal with a 6-6 Trampler? Yeah. You don't. <laughs> Especially when you can back it up with Robo Belt Maka. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, light, uh, lightning Strike. Uh, one red, one colorless, one red. Lightning Strike deals three damage to target creature or player. So just so, when you thought you were losing Searing Spear, yeah. that's back, kids. Get rid of Searing Spear and play Lightning Strike. Go yeah, for it. I, I should have just call it Searing Spear. I mean, we're already dealing with all these phalanx. Yeah. If you want to, you know, get that uh, whole new playset into our collections of cards, that's why. Yeah. So, what's cool about this is now that like the Mono Red Sly deck becomes viable, because you have Shocks and Lightning Strikes, both in the same... Uh, Format, yeah. Why can't they? Why can't they just put, print lightning bolt and call it good? Because lightning bolt is way overpowered. Same reason we don't just get. Why didn't they just print him to Turok? Yeah, I suppose. 
And have you have you looked at like standard and block metagames right now? Mono red is all over the place. It doesn't need yeah. any help. Red deck wins. Yeah, I think lightning bolt will just put it over the top. <sighs> yeah, I suppose. Still, I can dream. Um, let's see, we got Messenger's Speed, uh, one red mana, enchant, it's an Ara, enchantment, enchant creature, enchant creature has trample and haste. Nope. Um, no. Yeah. No, I don't like it just because, uh, ideally you're gonna be playing, playing your creature, uh, playing a creature on, like, at earliest this would be, even be viable, would be one drop Let's let's look at this here. One drop of Crone Crusader, and turn on turn two. two, yeah, on turn two, one drop Crone Crusader. It's a one one, and then you're getting you giving them haste and trample till end of turn, which a haste on one one isn't or trample on one one is not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, nope, no. <laughs> what what four cards are you taking out of your deck to play this? Then look at those four cards and realize that you need to put them back. Yeah. In. It's not that great. I'd, I'd rather play uh, 28 Mountains and a, net, and a Red Deck wins than play 4 Messenger Speed with 24 Mountains. Yeah. But we don't have Bull Rush to play in our Red Deck wins in Standard, so we got to use something, right? Bring him back to Bull Rush. <laughs> always come back Bill to Tempered that. Bill Cyclops needs a top hat. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> God. Right. And like, hold, like, like holding a valet in his hands, like... You dinged my Audi. You know that's that's an ill-tempered Cyclops. Yeah. No, he, need, he needs a monocle. Yeah, Chris, I think you found <laughs> your new Alter Project. Yes, he, he sure isn't going to have regular glasses. <laughs> God. Minutes. I got another one. I got another okay. one. You ready for it? Go for it. Wild horse fishes <laughs> couldn't drag me away. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, boo. Minotaur Skull Cleaver, two colorless, one red, and it has haste. It's a 2-2. When Minotaur Skull Cleaver, ent- Skull Cleaver enters the battlefield, it gets plus 2, plus 0 oh until end of turn. So this is a 3-drop swing in with a 4-2. I like him. Pretty it reminds it, me of the Vishino first blade that we have. It fits in with red. It fits with what red does. I'm gonna have to say this is not a bad card. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Concur. Um, portent of betrayal. Oh yes, we get another. Nick your shit creature. Yeah. Card. Uh, three colorless, one red. Gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Scry one. So basically, we get another steal a creature and swing with their beat 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 your opponent up with their own creature. They just keep making this ability more and more expensive, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. I was like, well, we realize that this ability by itself is garbage, <laughs> or not garbage, but just not good. How can we add to it to make it not the same card repeatedly? Yeah, let's just add scry one to it. <laughs> yeah, make it cost one more mana and scry one. Yeah. I mean, let's look at look at what they've done over the over the last few sets. Like that, they do one of them was a. a there's active treason. There's plus one, plus one. It gets a one one counter. One of them gets a one one counter. <laughs> you give the creature a one one counter. Plus yeah. two plus you know zero. Be, you know what would be interesting, and I don't think they could do it at common level, is if they had this ability. And then you know, it was gain control target creature until end of turn. That creature gains fire breathing until end of turn. That'd be cool. Yeah, just a different ability. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. But um, yeah, we don't have it. Yeah, 
So, I got a question. Does a, like, a sacrifice deck become really good? Now that we have three sacrifice things, we have three active treasons. We have, uh, Traitor's Instinct, Portent of Betrayal, and Active Treason. So, can I just throw this in the deck with a bunch of gnawing zombies and blood barons and, like, steal their stuff and sack it? Just do it over and over again until, yeah. uh, until they, until they, uh, rage quit. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> a little bit of burn in there as well. Yeah. And just a- yeah so this, this could be relevant in Standard Popper just because it is another, uh, way of stealing. Treason effect. Yeah. It's interesting. I th- I think that'd be great. And then when you start the match with your opponent, you just type "nice deck." I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's outstanding. Uh, Priest of Aroas. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, one red mana. It's a human cleric. Um, it's a one-one. You pay three colorless and one white. Sacrifice Priest of Aroas. Destroy target enchantment. Ow. I think it's the no. first, like, mono-red card that destroys enchantment. Yeah. And you still need the white to do it. Yeah, you still need the white to do it, so it's really useless. Yeah, it's a 1-1 one, one body. It's 1-1 one, one isn't relevant enough, I don't think, yeah. that you're playing this main deck. Yeah. Give her a mullet, sticker in a T-top convertible, change the name to Priest of Iraq. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Rage of Perforos. Four colorless, one red. Rage of Perforos deals four damage to our creature. It can't be regenerated this turn. Scry one. So We do have a way of killing four toughness creatures. So just that five. Matters. Basically, they decided to make a card that has a five five drop on it and shove a whole bunch of uh, relevant abilities on it. What? I don't... What? <laughs> what did well, you just say? <laughs> Sort of relevant abilities, like four hey, damage. Did you just? Did your brain have a small spasm there? I think so. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm thinking so. Um, yeah, I don't I'm know. Glad I'm not the only one who had no idea what he just said there. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna silently look at this card and move on to the next one. Uh, Chandra's outrage is this card. Yeah. Yeah, it's too expensive. Um, here we go. Uh, Seder Rambler. One colorless, one red, and trample two one. So a two dot, a two drop, two one trampler. Crew eh. mm. and striker had it much more upside, and it was uh, it wasn't really played a whole lot, was it? No, no. Standard popper. Not really. Yeah, so this guy's just not relevant, especially with like trickery in the format. Pretty much. Yeah. There you go. Um, what do we got here? We got Spark Jolt. Uh, one red mana. Spark Jolt deals one damage to target creature or player. Scry one. So you deal one damage, you scry one for one red mana. Um, I guess it's, it's appropriately, uh, has a casting cost for it, but it's one damage. Yeah, I just don't see this being relevant. No, I don't either. It's kind of a, I don't like it at all. If it was so, maybe more than one damage, maybe, but... Yeah, and the you problem bet. with, like, yeah, scrying know. is, like, you're, you want to use a spark jolt on, like, turn one, essentially, to kill their one drop. Yeah. And uh, you don't really know what you want to scry on turn one. No, not really. Agreed. Yeah. 
Not really, especially if it's Scry 1. Now, if this was in reversed and they actually had, like, they actually did it, like, deals one damage to our creature player, Scry 2, maybe yeah. it might be more... Is that reversed? Well, you just add, sorry, you, you add Scry, you add a, a point to the Scry so you can go too deep and look on turn one. That would be a little interesting, but even then I think it's still not good. Yeah. So. Next one. Spearpoint O-Reed. Okay. O-Reed. Whatever. Two colorless, one red. Um, here's another one of our bestow cards that has, like, like I said, like, like we were talking uh, earlier. They take a bestow cost and, uh, put a relevant ability that red has and put plus two, plus two on it. It's uh, bestow for five and five and five colors, one red. Chandra gets plus two, plus two, and has first strike. Um, I don't know. I I don't like it. I guess we have Slaughter Thug. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, Slaughter Thug's better than this, and you're really never paying the bestow cost on this guy. No. Yeah. Because your red deck wins. You don't want to get to six mana. Yeah. Next one, Titan Strength. Uh, instant speed, target one red mana. Um, target creature gets plus three, plus one till end of turn, scry one. Stick to the Maka. Yeah, you know stick thinking? to the Maka. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like this guy as a, as a lightning bolt with some little upside. He works with the Crow and... Uh, works with the Yeah, he works with the Crow and dude. Works with the Crow and dude. And, uh, you know, Red has a lot of first strikers and... So, you know, giving, giving you a do plus three, plus one, when they think it's going to kill them, is, you know, they can just you can kill one of their creatures. Yeah. So, pretty decent. Uh, two-headed Cerberus. One colorless, two red. It's a hound. Um, double strike. So, our natural double strike creature. Um, one, two. I think he could be abused. Yeah, he's the first natural double striker Popper has ever seen. Yeah, and I think he could be abused. Like I said before, throw Madcap skills on him and you have a terror. Yeah. <laughs> a three, yeah, four, two, double striker, that's... Can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. Yeah, no. Even if they do have the bodies to throw in front yeah. of it, they're going to lose everything. Yeah, it's pretty decent. You guys are going to think I'm making another joke, but I'm actually being serious here. It really weirds me out that he only has two heads. It's true. Yeah. But I guess you can't have everything. Yeah. He's, that's why they call him a two-headed Cerberus instead of a three-headed Cerberus. Yeah. Or regular, rather just a Cerberus. Yeah. And then we got Wild Celebrants. Three colorless, two red. Uh, when Wild, when wild, wild Celebrants enters the battlefield, you may, you may destroy a target artifact. So we got a more expensive... Uh, what is it, that? The, what, the van, more expensive vandal? Manic vandal. Yeah. Manic vandal. Another expensive vandal, and I bet the artwork isn't even as cool as manic vandal. Actually, it's pretty much aping it. Yeah. Well, it does have funny flavor text. Was there, what's flavor text? You can tell something's really valuable by the sound it makes when you slam your staff into it. Oh, so I, I see they did yeah. go with the manic, they did go with the manic vandal type of, uh, artwork where he's, cause I, the thing I always liked about Manic Vandal was the fact that he was 
swinging a bat through like a bunch of beakers. <laughs> Just right, record so, an antique shop. Yeah. What <laughs> fu chemistry? <laughs> so what, what's Manic Vandal's casting cost? Three. Three. It's for uh, what? Two two. Yeah. Is it a two two? I thought it was like a two one. It's a two two. I'll check. Because I mean, this sucker is a five three. I'm just wondering, is this is this better than Ingot Chewer? Uh, Ingot Chewer actually has the other ability, though, that makes... Evoke. Up, yeah, Evoke, which actually isn't that bad. Invoke's a 3-3. Three, three, or yeah. uh, Ingot Chewer's a 3-3. Three, three. It's a 3-3. Three, three. I mean, it's like, it costs more than that, but it's... I don't know. This guy could be good, because, like, if you're playing up as an Infinity, and you play this guy, you get to kill the Mirror Enforcer, and then block Carapace Forger. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ingot, Ingot Chewer can't do that. No, it can't. I, this costs, you know, obviously costs five mana. We're, 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 I mean, the format's probably gonna move towards more aggressive decks now with Fissure gone, but I think this guy's actually pretty relevant. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, Mess around with him. The only, pro- the only problem I see with it is where red is going with, I, I mean, the only other really big thing we saw was well, we saw Borderfall, Boulderfall, we saw Borderland Minotaur, and all these really big guys, we were all kind of like, meh. So, it just might be a point of... Well, if if you look at historically, back when Wizards makes Red's card, Red Guards, a lot of the Red abilities are higher, ca- higher cast abilities. Like, in general, like the higher the, they got higher cast spells compared to the other colors. Yeah, because so. they get they get the versatility of uh, burn spells. Yeah, trade off they make. Yeah, that's why uh, that's why Academy Raider from M14 cost two and a red for a one one that loots oh, when that you had when you a... had the same yeah. you had the same blue creature cost two mana for like a two one that loots. Yeah, that guy's a freaking monster in limited. I don't like him at all. I hate, I, I oh. don't really play with him. I don't like him. Limited. Oh, he's the pain to go against. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just a pain. But So, opinions on red? Um I think there's some stuff there, but again, it's like black. It's got to be it's going to have to be tested out and, and and played around with before anyone finds decent use for a lot of these cards. Yeah, I mean, we got our we got our burn spell in lightning strike. Yeah. We got a couple of interesting creatures that are really aggressive that could fit into a, an, a, a super fast aggressive red strategy. Yeah, and then there's some stuff that just might need to be. I mean, because I, I keep thinking about wild celebrants. I mean, yeah, it seems like it's expensive, but it's it is a five three. It's yeah, huge um, for our format. Yeah, and I guess I personally kind of like a Crown Crusader. Like out of all the cards in this for red, I kind of like a Crown Crusader because you get a body for enchanting it. And it does enable Battalion to possibly actually be something. So. Yeah. And Two-Headed Cerberus is going to work really well with uh, all the Blood Rush and Titan Oh, Strain. yeah. Definitely. So. Yeah, I think Red's got a real good hookup, too. Yeah. Yeah. On to green. Yay. Starting things off, we have Agent of Horizons. For two colors and a green, you get a 3-2 Human Rogue. That has pay two colors and a blue. Agent of Horizons can't be blocked this turn. Card's oh. sweet. It's not bad, actually. In green-blue, it's kind sweet. of a deck. 
So throw that in with your like frilled Oculus and uh, what do we call it? The Beetleform Mage. You might have yourself a deck. And Cloudfan Raptors and Frostburn Weirds. Yeah, this guy's really good. I like him a lot. Cool. Next card we have is Gods for colorless and green. It's almost commune with nature. Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature card or enchantment card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. Like I said, basically commune with nature, except you can grab an enchantment, but I don't know if it's actually going to have a place for us. Yeah. You know, uh, this is a card a lot of people were talking about because it makes green-black tortured existence uh, viable. You know, one of the big problems with the Tortured Existence decks is if you don't get your Tortured Existence, then, uh, well, the what deck kind stops. of deck? You're playing <laughs> yeah. a very slow deck with bad creatures. But if you get the Tortured Existence deck and get the engine online, well, the Communion with Gods is gonna let you, gonna help you do that. Yeah. So, yeah. this is pretty relevant. Should be interesting to test out. The only time I could see this being bad, though, is when you end up putting it in your graveyard. <laughs> It's the trade-off you play with a card like that, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Next card we have is Defend the Hearth. For colorless and green, you have an instant prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to players this turn. I'm pretty sure we still have Fog, so just stick with that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Next. Not, e- not even going to defend that one. <laughs> no. Next card we have is Fade into Antiquity. For two colors and a green, you have Exiled Heart Artifact or Enchantment. Because for some reason you want it completely gone, there you have it, kids. Unfortunately, it's only sorcery uh, speed. Say so this is limited because you want to be able to fade into antiquity the gods who are indestructible. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. Next card we have is Feral Invocation, which is two colors and a green. Enchantment Aura, Flash, Enchanted Creature, gets plus two, plus two. See the Flash and Enchantment? Yeah, Flashing Enchantment is actually pretty relevant. <laughs> Not bad. No. So if, you, if, you played, if you played any M14 limited, you know that Briar Pack Alpha is a really, really good card because it's really not hard to get two for ones out of Briar Pack Alpha, and this is pretty much giving you a Briar Pack Alpha with an enchant with a, little, a slightly cheaper cost without the body. Yeah. Yep. It's an expensive combat trick, but it. I mean, if you land it, you eat their dude, you swing back for four or five damage. It can really turn the tides in your favor. So this. I like this card a lot. It's really good. And our next card is Leaf Grown Dryad. For a colorless and a green, you get a, it's an enchantment creature. So go ahead with the bestow. So it's a uh, 2 2 in reach. And again, if you bestow it for three, three colorless and a green, plus 2 plus 2 and has reach. Oh. Uh, the blue one's still better. So far, thinking the blue one's probably the best one. And I think <laughs> we still have, what is it, Deadly Recluse in 14? Yeah. So, yep. stick with the recluse. I don't know, he's a he's a bear. This guy's a bear with upside. Once that is true, though. Yeah. A lot of these enchantments are, like, just for basically breaking stalemates. That's that's where I'm going to use them at in standard poppers. Like, you bestow this dude and you break a stalemate by swinging through with a bigger-than-theirs creature that they have to double block, and then you get a creature back. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Next card is Nessent Asp. For four colors and a green, you have a four-five reach with monstrosity four for seven, and more sticks in a green. So, I think this is a dead ability. I am I am not liking it in common. Well, level. it's because most of them don't have anything that happens while they do monstro- 
when they go monstrous, yeah. they just get bigger. And unfortunately, like most things at the common level, it gets up-priced a lot for it. Yeah. Really, so. Yeah. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Nessian Asp is now the biggest creature, biggest possible creature in Popper. Just as a card on its own. Yeah, 8-9. <laughs> yep. Beats out, beats out Ulamog's Crusher. <laughs> we have a winner, kids. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. So, um, he's five mana for a four five, which isn't bad on its own. Right? You can pretty much swing into anything and you can pretty much block anything. And he has reach. And then he also has reach. Very relevant. And then he becomes the biggest freaking creature in Popper. Yeah. So, well, I need yeah. a new Kinder Catch from a Kinder Catch deck, so I guess he'll <laughs> fill that slot. <laughs> Oh, I'm not joking. I actually have one. You just throw the mana dorks in and you t- turn three one of these guys out and eventually like you have the mana fort turn four what turn four him to monsters. There's almost nothing in the form that can kill him now that like Victim of Night's gone. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to our next card, Nessun Corsair. Which is a reprint, mm-hmm. two colors in the green, three three. Don't doubt the power of a three three vanilla for three. But we do have better cards for that, so probably not. Yeah, Centaur Healer beats this guy out. Um, and you have a 4-mana four 4-4, four, too, I believe. So if you're looking for the vanilla beats, just go with him instead. Yeah. It just makes me miss the Future Sight art of it. Yeah. Aww. The Future Sight artwork is really good. Aww. That in the frame is cool. Poor Chris. As for our next card... The heck was that? <laughs> that was me. That was me laughing. Yeah. Oh. Nila's disciple for two colors and two gr- and two green. We have a three-three centaur archer. When Nila's disciple enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to your devotion to green. No. Just stick to. Uh, <laughs> just stick to centaur healer. It's the better centaur. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Next card is Nila's presence. For a Colossus and a Green, you have Enchant Land. When a Neela's Presence enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted Land is every basic land type in addition to its other types. So it's kind of what the new Abundant Growth. Since yeah, it's it's kind of Abundant Growth. It's kind of a trap. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people are like sort of brewing with this because it uh, it makes like Wild Nakatl playable and well, I wouldn't say playable, but much better in classic popper. This is going to be used in slivers. So what this uh, what this does though is it's like it's like lush growth, but uh, it actually draws colors. it draws and it draws you a card. Lush growth doesn't draw you a card. That's true. Yeah. It, so yeah, I can see someone try put throwing this in uh, in slivers too, though. Mm, standard, maybe I don't know. For standard, just because you get to draw a card. And uh, that was the big, the big thing with uh, with before with the right now uh, the other one does the abundant growth. You can go one drop, one drop if you don't have the if you have a hand of two drop uh, slivers, you can go abundant growth draw a card and it really just replaces itself and go one deeper into your library. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, next card. Ferris Band Centaurs. For four colors and a green, you get a 3-7 vanilla creature. Five. Nope. Four, I said four colors and a green. Yeah. 
No. I'm kind of over the bullshit centaurs at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. He's no seahorse? No, he's no horse, seahorse. You mean horse? Horsefish? Horsefish, my you, bad. No horsefish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Whoa! You can't diss the horsefish. No, that's offensive. <laughs> we we might have to like demote you to a promotional member of the cast again, Peter. Yeah. Easy. They prefer to be called horsefishes. Yes, horsefishes. About it, I was using a racial. I'll correct myself. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you, there's still more horse bats, so. Uh, but our next card is a uh, Seder Hedonist for a colors and a green. You get a 2-1 uh, Seder, where if you pay red, you sacrifice him and add 3 red to your mana pool. <laughs> I don't see a reason for him in our for- in standard, so... Uh, Not with Storm going away. <laughs> yeah, so no classic, no standard. <laughs> no nothing right now. He so, ramps. He does, but what are we ramping into? <laughs> yeah. So then, um, the Nessie and Asp? The Asp, probably. <laughs> God, can you can you imagine playing up. a Nessian Ass on turn three after you bash yeah. them for two? Because you can attack with this hedonist. You don't have to tap him to do the ritual. Yeah, you, you bash for two. You do the ritual. You play the Asp, and your opponent's like, "How do I even deal with that?" It's turn three. And we still have Rubble Belt Maka and yeah, whatever the the green one that we were using. There might be potential. Really work, as I say, I was. You were starting to really convince me to rebring back my stupid Kinder Catch deck. Goddamn. Do it. Do it. Sorry. It's no, it's fun. Because I was like, it's a bad card until they go, How do I take care of this thing? You're like, you don't. That's the reason. You tell me it's bad again while I beat you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> then now it's the next card. Savage Surge for Colossus and a Green, you get target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Untap that creature. So, green combat tricks. But it does let you block with a former attacker, so it's not bad, but I don't want to say it's great. Boo. Mm-hmm. I think this is in Return to Ravnica, and it, like, sucked in Limited. So, no. if a card sucks in Limited, it says a lot. Fair enough. <laughs> Next card. It was an uncommon in Ravnica. Not only did it suck before, but it was an uncommon. <laughs> and they demoted it. They demoted its ass. Next card is Sedge Scorpion for a green. You get a one-one Scorpion that's Death Touch. So Typhoid Rats in green. Sweet, I like Typhoid Rats. Yep. Yeah. This uh, something you wouldn't necessarily see coming. No, it's this is pretty sweet because uh, the place I can see him is Classic Popper, the blue-green Death Touch deck. Yeah, pretty relevant with Viridian Crossbow. Our Viridian yeah. bow. <laughs> yeah, Viridian longbow. Viridian longbow. <laughs> yep. Just pass the vote on the line. Such a dirty. Killing everything off. Just a dirty play. That's an interesting one. Shredding winds. Two colors and a green. Instant shredding winds deals seven damage to target creature with flying. No. No. Shredded wheat. <laughs> no, we so have plummet. Page. We have plummet. So. Yeah, we have plummet. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's not even that good of a card either. Next card, Staunch-Hearted Warrior. Or three colors in green, you get a 2-2 Human Warrior with Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Staunch-Hearted Warrior, put two plus plus one counters on Staunch-Hearted Warrior. No. No. I'm sorry. I'd rather play Rumbling Baylock than this guy. I guess I should... 
Because this guy actually requires work to be a 4-4, and <laughs> rumbling ba- the rumbling Baylaw, he's just playing me as a 4-4. He's like, I don't even care, I'm a Baylaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, the only time I can seem decent is if you get the bus spells you need in, yeah. in Green Stompy for standard, but Green Stompy just has better choices. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, time to feed. For two colors and a green, you get a sorcery, choose target creature and opponent controls. So when that creature dies this turn, you gain three life. Target creature you control fights that creature. Kinder catch. <laughs> Time to feed. <laughs> Snatch them babies, Kinder Catcher. Go to town. So the gain three life is uh, not relevant. No. Um, so. Prey upon. <laughs> Well, there's no prey upon left in standard popper, but I thought it got reprinted in. No, you just have pit fight, whatever the heck it's called. So you have you have pit fight, which is an instant and far yeah. better. And you have, then you have hunt the weak, which is four mana, but you get a plus one plus one counter on your dude. Doesn't it only fight a creature, a green creature though. No, hunt oh. the weak fights anything. Oh, I was thinking of something. Else. Oh no, I was thinking of the other. That's an uncommon one. They'll. In Theros, yeah. Color has their own self hating card. I forgot about that. Self hating. Well, like blue count. <laughs> Blue has gain say so destroy or counter target blue spell. White's got heresy or something like that, so exile target white card. Black destroys another black creature. Green fights another green creature. Red blows up a mountain. And I think I got all of them. I just like the terminology of self hating. <laughs> hey. Card. They're, they're called emo, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and our next card is Voyaging Seder for a colorless and a green. You get a Seder Druid, that's a 1-2, that taps, untap target land. Because we're losing Arbor Druid, we get, or Arbor Elf, we get to diff this guy instead. No, I think Elvish Mystic replaced Arbor Elf. Yeah. Well, this does untap anything. Yeah, but what are you really untapping? But it's You're some 2-drop. untapping a land. Yeah, but so, it's 2-drop, so... Yeah, Elvish Mystic is uh, pretty much worse. Better. Or better, rather. It's like, it's yeah. like, oh, why mana dork? Worse? No, 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 no. But still. I mean, this guy can untap any land, so you get, like, double red or something if you need it, but... Eh. I think I'd rather play the uh, the gate crash guy that untaps, then. Gate? The gate. Yeah, you untap the gate. But, I mean, if I'm playing a two-color deck, I'm probably playing gates. And I'd yeah. rather have the 2-1 two, for two than the 1-2 two for two. Yeah. Let's see. Next, and then our last card for green, we have Volpine Goliath. Four colors and two green. You get a 6-5 trampling fox. It is an angry it's fox. Huge-ass fox. <laughs> it is a very angry fox. He's big. So is this the fox that's in the uh, the picture for Enlarge in M14? I don't know. It might be. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but it has cool flavor text. With the, di- with the diet of Hydra's giants and massive serpents, anything could get that big. Anything would get that big. First of all, the creature in M14 is obviously a kitty cat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The kitty cat. Chris would know he's done his research for his lolcats deck. Yes, he, he's done cat research. <laughs> well, it's an uncommon, so it didn't make the cut. Oh, but sorry to hear that. <laughs> giant fox. 6-5 for 6 <laughs> no. That's a really big guy. It's really hard to deal with. Yeah. And he's got the trample. So, even if they do throw... He's got his damn kids with the trample. <laughs> <laughs> Cowards thinking they're so good, but they don't have it, and this guy's flaunting it. And that's the big thing I get. You can't just throw guys under the bus in front of him because he's just going to walk over them. Yeah. 
So the fox is driving a bus now. What are we talking about? <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about green? Ah, uh, ah, uh, not uh. bad, but not exactly thrilling. It's got stuff. Commute with the gods seems interesting. Agent of uh, Horizons is good, and then we have the new introduction of Nessun Ash as the Titan of Popper, but yeah, I, don't know. I think green. I like green. Green's green sweet. Green does what green does. Yeah, oh, <laughs> big fatties that just stomp face. Yeah, I mean, think about Sedge Scorpion versus something like Hornet Sting. Hmm. It's kind of interesting to think that. I mean, that's a huge deterrent having just a one-one death touch. Yeah. As you get that down turn one, you basically your opponent is like, "Sweet, I kept this awesome curve. I'm gonna just." Curve out wrong, with dudes, but... and then all of a sudden it's like death touch. Oh crap! What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, hold the phone. It can take a fo- yeah. it can take a giant fox down. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone who's anyone who's been on the opposing end of that the one the rat, the death touch rat knows that that's just like that's just takes the wind right out of your sail. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see green get something like that. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's really hard to attack into a deadly recluse. So and you get another. Basically, deadly recruits out of this guy. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, artifacts. Mm-hmm. Starting off, we have Bronze Sable. For two colorless, you get a 2-1 artifact creature satyr. No. <laughs> yeah, no. no. It's not even a sliver. Come on. <laughs> Just make it a colorless bear, and we might think about it. But even yeah. that's, that's that's going too far. Next one, we have Flamecast Wheel. One colorless. Artifact, 5 mana, tap, sacrifice flamecast wheel, flamecast wheel does 3 damage to target creature. Way too damn spendy. Is that a common? It's common. Yeah. yeah. No, it's an uncommon. That's what? Look the picture here and it's... it's, it's oh, it is uncommon. Gathering has it never as common. Never mind. Don't play it. It's the way it's costed, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not legal. <laughs> oh, what's next? Next one is... Fleet Feather Sandals. A two-colorless equipment artifact. Equipped creature has flying and haste and equipped cost of two. Mm. No. No. It's not a bone splitter. We don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Guardians of Militis. Three-colorless for an artifact creature golem. Defender, zero six. They really like pushing the whole hold down the fort creatures in this set, it seems. Yeah, they did yeah. it in M14 too, but M14 actually had decent creatures attached to three mana. Yeah. So. Burn. Pretty much. <laughs> Next card. Opaline Unicorn. For three colorless artifact creature Unicorn, you get a 1-2 Manolith. It's so a bird. Add one mana to have any color to your mana pool. Eh, it's closer to Manolith because of the three yeah. cost artifact. That'll go get in five color Scuttlemutt. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'd rather have this effect or this effect on uh, a dark stealing get. Wait, is dark stealing get common? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, the problem with this dude is you can sh- is they can shock him and prevent you from ramping. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he's a unicorn. He's beautiful and should be loved. Still ain't no horse man. Queer. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Anyways, got into our last fact. We have Traver's, Traveler's Amulet. Yeah, one, we all know what it does. <laughs> we, yeah, it's the same thing. One drop in, pay one sack, find your basic land, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Yep, and then we've got 
Unknown Shores, which is another gr- Shimmering Grotto. Congrats. Yep. Functional Repair Shimmering Grotto. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so what do we think of the set as a whole? It's definitely got some stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think Blue Pie took was the best. Yeah. Of, but... I think Blue uh, wins. I think I think black and green definitely got some stuff that could be classic popper playable, which speaks a lot to the uh, power level here of the set. And the way that the uh, Theros block is going to go, Theros is the large set, right? Yeah, I think they're going to go large, big, little. I think this one is just going to go. They're going back to the normal big, little, big, big, little, medium is what it usually is. But yeah, it's so like two fifty was in this set, and then it should be like what is it, one hundred and eighty or something in the next. Yeah, standard numbers. Yeah, the reason I make that reference is because uh, Return to Ravnica was the last uh, big block that we had. I mean, Return to Ravnica gig crash, and uh, Return to Ravnica showed us basically Frostburn weird as the classic popper playable card, and then Gate Crash has effectively shown us nothing. Yeah, except for a few fringe playables. But I'm looking at a couple of these cards here, and I mean, I see five or six classic playable cards. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, you mentioned uh, Dead Dog, a few Dead Dog playable cards, which I actually kind of find interesting. So. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you know, we, go. We got, go. We got that one two punch of the, the ban list and, and the new set, so yeah. it'll just be interesting to see what comes out. But I agree that, um, I mean, it seemed like for the past few sets, the one especially, granted I'm biased, but Black got nothing. No. In it really did. Couple of sets for you know for standard or classic, and so it's kind of interesting to see that see that kind of come around again to to get some stuff to work with, and you know the blue is interesting as well because yeah they do lose ghostly flicker but they're getting some great stuff back in in mnemonic wall and and a couple of these other ones yeah omen speaker so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know red kind of has the standard stuff that red usually gets from from the first you know, from the first set of a block. And green green will be interesting. I mean I'm I'm I really like the Sedge Scorpion. I some of these are pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Yeah. So but yeah, um that's pretty much uh I, I know uh what we hit we're not doing a Heroes of the Web this week because this took uh, it's a set review obviously, so we can always yeah we kind of always push everything push everything aside for a set review. So uh, if anyone has anything they want to say before they uh, before we uh, sign off, I don't think so. No, nothing. Nope. All right. Then uh, this has been uh, Popper of the People. Uh, we look forward to uh, doing the show next week with uh, hopefully some more info and some inter- more interesting stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm Nate. This is Peter. Chris? Where'd Chris go? Chris 1.0 first. Chris 1.0? Oh, you want Chris 1.0 first? Okay. What? Okay. This is Chris. <laughs> and the other Chris. And this is Popper to the People. Popper to the People. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta edit that in. Gotta make yeah. sure. Well, and recording. It's in. <laughs>